0: Welcome to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. Prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting, hope and transformation. Here's your host, director of the Union Gospel Mission, Pastor Tim Lane. Well, I'm glad you guys decided to join us today. I have
1: a wonderful guest with me. I have a about eight years ago, I needed an executive assistant, and I was having people apply, and this woman came in. She was recommended actually, from somebody here at KFIA. She had been in uh, with a church that she was volunteering at, and she had she had left real estate uh, during the big downturn, and she was volunteering at her church. And finally, she actually wanted to go out and get a job but she didn't want to go back into real estate she wanted to be in a ministry somewhere and so we got together and you know up until then uh, the position it really had been up and down and it just wasn't uh, it wasn't working out with anybody that came in Sometimes I think we know from the very first moment that God has directed our path to a certain individual for a certain position or desired ministry. And so uh, she was not the first person to interview, and and we had gotten to a point where there was another woman we were leaning towards to fill that position, and Eileen came in. And I knew from the very beginning this was the right person. At the time, there was a woman named Robin Jalari who was very close in the office to me, and she ran the women's ministry. And she, I said, Robin, you've sat in with me in all the interviews excepting with this woman, Eileen. And I said, so I've set up a second interview with her, and I went over to where the board of uh, directors president was at the time, and I remember him saying, well, you don't need my approval. I said no, I, I understand that. I said but, you know, you you gather around you a number of counselors to see if they're seeing the same thing that you are. And so Robin got in the car, we drove over and we met at a restaurant and Eileen came in and after she had left or after you know the interview, I got in the car with Robin and she turned to me and she said, "Oh yes, she is the one. And I said, yeah, I'm glad you said that. The board president later called me. And he said, yeah. He said, um, yeah, man, she's she's the right person. Uh, there was a little bit of a, a bump along the way before she actually came to work for us, but she came as the executive assistant, and, and some would know that that that's also translates to secretary or whatever. But an executive assistant is usually much more than that and I didn't realize how much more she was going to be I got tired of giving tours and telling people "Well, she's the executive assistant but she does this she does this she does this she does this and so we decided that the best way to solve that problem was let's actually identify her position in a better way than just executive assistant and trust me there's a reason that I'm going there she is really the development director, she is the office manager, and she still functions as my executive assistant, which I appreciate, because if she doesn't put it on the calendar, I have no idea where I'm going. <laughs> uh, but bottom line is that she's also a woman that has been graced by God to love the people that, that are around, to love the homeless, uh, to love the people who are in need, She coordinates with all the volunteerism, excepting for the church pulpit fills that Steve Jared does. But Eileen takes care of all the other events. She then, my wife has MS, and so it's difficult for me sometimes to get out at night to, to do the ministry things I used to do. And so, so often she and her assistant, Jed, are the ones that are filling those needs, going to the banquet at the mission for the homeless night the homeless birthday party the myriad of things that have to be done on site sometimes at night for special events and she coordinates those things so the reason that i wanted to preface all this is so that you understand who the person is that i'm talking to across from me she's not just somebody who sits in an office who who does the typing or makes the phone calls she is fully involved in the ministry at the union gospel mission. And she's pivotal to the way that things work in the office. Uh, she, over the years, she, her husband and her two daughters have become close friends to me. Her mother-in-law and father-in-law just invited me to their, their 50th reunion of which I was more than grateful for. Uh, they, they really truthfully, they are like family to me. And, and I know that the ministry at the Union Gospel Mission has been greatly improved by the introduction of, of our friend sitting across from me. So in just a minute, we're going to start to find out some of the things she does and what, what the mission is changing like, what kind of things we're getting involved with. And mind you, that everything we get involved with still has to fall under 100% of the purview of what God has set us to do. And we will never derivate from what God's word says and tells us to do. And in that vein, those of you that are sitting out there today, those of you that may have hit a bump in the road, that you feel desperate, you feel depressed, you feel hopeless, you feel as if tomorrow holds no good surprises for you that you have reached the end of that line and you just can't go on i wanted to encourage you by telling you that we all feel that way sometimes we all get to a point where we feel overwhelmed and overloaded by the world that's around us we sometimes as as a as paul david tripp put we become grace amnesiacs forgetting the grace that God has bestowed on those that are his people. And so we can become sad, morose, and, and withdrawn into our own shells because we have forgotten who we are. We are sons and daughters of the King of glory, if you're in Christ Jesus. So, you know, in that Paul David Tripp's book, uh, New Morning Mercies, is one that I go through on a daily basis with my wife, Olga, you know, we read it and then we try to read the Bible verses that are at the end. In the myriad of things that we are doing, that's part of what we are doing. And today it was talking about who do you place your hope in? What do you place your hope in? Do you place your hope in your success, in your marriage, in your, in your uh, family, in your friends, in your car, your job, your whoever, your good name? Because at some juncture, if you place your, your heart and your hope in the created things rather than the creator of all things, you will be disappointed. If you put your hope in me, I guarantee you that at some juncture I will disappoint you. If you put your hope in your pastor alone, someday he will disappoint you as well. So we need to, to find hope where hope is available. And hope is only available from Jesus Christ, who is the redemption of our souls, who is the one that paid the price for us. So I'd like to introduce to you right now Eileen Trussell. And I have, uh, she came to us after some really difficult times mm-hmm. in her life, but her hope was not in the created things, but the in the creator of all things. So Eileen... I've talked for about eight and a half minutes, so <laughs> so now would you like to tell the folks who you are, how you got to the mission, that kind of stuff?
2: Well, first of all, thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm truly honored to be at the mission that the Lord brought me there and gave you the decision to hire me, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're very complimentary. Thank you so much. Um, they're not vain compliments. They're, they're,
1: <laughs> they're the truth. Uh, so... It's nothing like that. It's just uh, sometimes things are God ordained, and I believe that your your coming to the mission was a God ordained thing. I think all things are in His hands. So,
2: Amen. It sure is, and uh, you know what you're sharing earlier about too is, uh, you know, when we go through some real hardships, mm. and and worry and fear and concern and uh, can creep in and easily. Mm. And just that unsettledness of, you know, where are you going? What are you going to do? How are you going to survive? And we were tested, my husband and I. uh, We had a a real estate office. He was a mortgage loan officer. I was a realtor. And and we had our own little mom-and-pop shop. And the market crashed. And after we had been in it for about 25 years, all of a sudden, um, and we were doing really well. We built a house as owner builders, a very nice home. And and all of a sudden, the phones literally stopped ringing. I, we would even pick up the phone and just to make sure you know the lines were connected. And uh, I had eight clients at the time. And in eight months, one by one, they dropped on me. They chose another realtor, which I had a pretty good record. That didn't really happen much. But it was just, I think God had to make me miserable to leave real estate because I loved it. I really did. I enjoyed it tremendously. And just, you know, an escrow would uh, fall out. Uh, you know, just all these things were going on and, and no new business either. And before you know it, i am we're getting desperate. We're like, we can't pay our bills anymore. The bills are adding up actually. And and uh, the creditors are calling, the house is now going to foreclosure, and the other home we had is a rental as well. It was just everything was going upside down, and um, and all of a sudden I had to find a real job, (laughs) and I haven't had any other job except for real estate for 25 years, so it was like, what do I do? Um, but the Lord had already placed in my heart because I was volunteering my church's office, mm-hmm. and I had computer skills, office skills, and I said, "Oh, I would love to be in ministry, you know, some way." And but it took a couple of months to interview other places, and 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 that whole time though, just even putting a resume together was hard, and uh, and then just where do I start? Where do I look? And And, but I did know uh, my faith was so strong enough already, thank God, (laughs) uh, that I knew He was going to put me in in the right place. I just knew that. I didn't know how. And there were times it felt stressful because no one likes waiting, no one likes not knowing. We all want to know now, right? Yeah. Patience is hard. Um, But there, then, like you said, when we met and Although I, I had kind of a more of a, a shake up like, Oh, so you're sending me to work at a homeless shelter, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> that was kind of funny. It was, yes. But uh when I met you and Robin and Vince, I also knew wow, these people are special and what they're doing is special and and it was like really neat. I had no c- clue how incredible it was going to be. Mm. And to this day, in three months, it'll be nine years that I'll be there. Isn't that amazing? Here. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And there isn't a day that goes by that um, I know that I belong here. Mm -hmm. And um, there's challenges that have been along the way, but I still absolutely enjoy working at the Union Gospel Mission. It's just been wonderful.
1: Well, you know, uh, the mission is a special place. It's special to me. Uh, I, when I came 14 years ago to the mission it was one of those things where you think and I told the board of directors that there's certainly got to be 10,000 men more qualified to be the director than am I I was a pastor and had been a businessman for a long time I, I owned an air conditioning company and we won't go into all that but suffice it to say that that When I sat there that very first day, and and I remember, and I've told you this, I had 30 minutes worth of paperwork to finish off. And then I had to stop and think, what do I actually do here? I never got the paperwork finished because from that moment, everybody was in my office asking me what to do. And they'd been there for years, and I'd been there for a half hour. But I can truly tell you this in the myriad of things that I've done in my lifetime, uh, there's been no no greater place for me to be than the Union Gospel Mission. I, I had volunteered there for many years before. I'd gotten sick. I actually got a bacterial pneumonia down there. But I, there's never been a, a time that I didn't feel like this was the place that God wanted me to be. And I'm I'm eternally grateful to him, but not only that. He's placed around me people at the mission that have become extremely special to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, from my executive, uh, or from Eileen, and from the assistant director to the office staff, they—they they are all special people to me. And most of them have come onto the show from Scott to. We're going to get Carmen on. She may not agree, but she's coming. <laughs> she needs to. But the bottom line comes down to this, <clears throat> that what makes the Union Gospel mission special is that God is in that house.
2: Yes, and and that we get to pray to Jesus, talk about Jesus, uh, mm-hmm. share about Jesus all day long. And then we get to see how mighty and powerful and loving and gracious he is and merciful and and it goes on and on but that uh i know my faith has gotten stronger through the nine years for sure 100% um and sometimes you know like my family like people who are in the secular world i i sometimes don't realize how good i have it because i'm surrounded by such a great mission you know of christians who are praying to with each other all day and and uh serving the lord directly like that there is a true blessing in that And, and and back to the the hard difficulties that we went through i like what steve gasser we were just talking to him before we started this recording and he was saying how you know he's learned to just even if he has to repeat I trust God. I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. <laughs> yeah. And I I had to do yeah. that. And but it it's true and we can trust him through mm-hmm. it all cuz I uh, I never I didn't know where I was going to be today. He has restored us in many ways, not where we used to be, but but spiritually better, much better and peace and joy that comes from all that. And so uh you know, whatever difficulties people might be going through, if you have faith, then it's, it's going to be all right. We know that because God's in control. You know, his will is perfect. He loves us. Can, can't get any better than that. You really can't because, you know, if you stop and you look at what
1: what do you have, what do I have, but when you say about, you know, because the house was an incredible house. It was at one point a uh, well over a million-dollar home. Uh, before the whole crash happened, I'm talking about Eileen's home, but uh she she has a nice house. It's maybe not like the old one was, but you know what? There's love that resides there. Uh, she loves mm-hmm. her husband, her husband loves her. They have two beautiful children that one graduated CBU and the other one is in CBU, and they're both lovely Christian young women and i got I got news for you. I got three kids. And there's simply nothing more important in all your life than to know that your kids rest safely in the hands of Jesus Christ. Indeed. They could they could become the greatest doctors, lawyers, presidents of company in the world, but without Christ, there's nothing there. And so those things those things have come together to to give us peace and joy. You know, Paul said, I've learned to be Content in whatever state I find myself in, in plenty or in very little. And so if you have a lot right now and you're out there, then be content in that and be grateful for what you have. Share with others and and love others and be kind to others. If you have nothing, then share with others, be kind to Mm -hmm. others, love others, and be content in that state. And so, uh, you know... I think one of the things that changes you. I get involved with some of the men, you know, not to the extent that my counselors do, but I still talk to all the guys, and and you get to be little parts of their lives, and I think that it grows you as a believer. I was a pastor when I came, but it changes you, and and I think Eileen having to work with the homeless
2: ladies and men, I think that changed you, did it not? Oh, absolutely yeah i've seen uh how judgmental my i was myself about people that's one thing i have learned is how dare i <laughs> hmm. we all do that by right. the way and through the years to hear um people's stories and where they came from um there are, there's a a season right now that's going on that's the homeless, it's getting so much worse. I mean, it's in the news every day, but it's also in our streets wherever we go now. Uh, and it's becoming more and more difficult. The difficulty of dealing with um, what do we do? There isn't always a, a good solution, uh, but we do know the solution that we have at the Union Gospel Mission. to the center of our name, share the gospel let the Holy Spirit work in, in people's lives and, and do the ministry you know, with the discipleship and uh, through the Word of God, and that's where the power lays, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, Miriam Dunam, Dunan, who is, is a lovely woman that volunteers down there, and her husband sits on the board of directors, and she's a friend of ours. And she's a kind and a lovely person. If you, if you know her, don't tell her I said it. You know, I don't, I don't want to make her feel it. <laughs> no, but as she was pointing out the, the obvious old saying that we've all heard. If you give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. If you teach him how to fish, he can eat for a lifetime. Well, there's the answer to your homeless problem. The, the answer to the homeless problem is the same thing that's the answer to your hopelessness and to your pain and to your anguish and to your loneliness, and that's Jesus Christ. Transformation of a life changes a person so then they're no longer wanting to be part of the problem out on the street, but wanting to be part of the solution, being part of the community and being part of the bigger community and the family of Jesus Christ. And so when they come up with the solutions, I'm going to pour more money at it, I'm going to make more housing, I'm going to do all that. I'm going to hold Eileen over and we're going to be there's going to be a second show and we're going to talk about some of the ways that there are solutions and they're not the old solutions you've always heard. They're the solutions that we may have heard as believers and that's transformation. And so although we only have 24 men that live with us on our drug and alcohol program and not all of them graduate, the idea is that we want these men to get back with family and children that they have not been a part of in years, to get off the streets and into a job and, and into a church and loving Jesus Christ and loving the people around them and contributing back instead of taking from. You can throw all the housing, all the money, all the food you want, but if there isn't something more substantial, it's, it's not going to change anything. It's just going to make it worse. Eileen, we only have about 45 seconds left. I want you to stay for the next show. Is there anything you'd like to say on the way out? God
2: bless everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but truly, what that means is um, that they have the Holy Spirit to minister in their each person's heart.
1: All right. So, you know, my thanks always go out to the station here and to my friend Steve Gasser, who's back there always diligently trying to record this show Uh, (laughs) he's a good guy and uh to eileen and all the staff at the union gospel mission they are i've had people work for me before when i did air conditioning but there's i've never had a staff like this Um, so as always my friends until we meet again may god hold you in the palm of
0: his hand.